Welcome to the Chi-Town Pucks Podcast, a podcast by hockey guys, for hockey guys. My name is Kevin, and I'm joined by a co-host tonight, Kyle. What's up, man? What's going on, guys? Uh, excited to talk again. We're back in routine. The Hawks still stink. I still like hockey, <laughs> and I still want to talk about it. But um, I'm excited. I think we have a good agenda today. We're going to cover some a uh, little bit of Hawks talk, a little bit of some random stuff going on in the NHL, and a little bit of new decade talking hockey, right, Kevin? New decade stuff. Yeah. So, opening question on top of that, top team of this decade predictions. Yes, yes, yes. What do you got? So, 10 days in, I have nothing but confidence in this pick. <laughs> <laughs> How many days are in a decade? Uh, it seems like easy math, right? 365 times 12. Jordan, the co-host, is an autistic Wait, hockey I'm sorry. savant, and he would know this probably, but... I love that you said 12 because a decade has 12 years. Oh, did I really say 12? It's 3,650. You just add a zero. <laughs> but hey, good news. Um, My answer for this, I actually thought about this a lot and I didn't do it based on anything to do with the farm system because I don't have time to, to figure that out. I think the Colorado Avalanche. Here's why. Like, look, that was, my, that was my pick. Well, that works out perfectly so we could just talk together about it. It'll be a little yes. circle jerk. It'll be great. Um. They're 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 really good this year. They're they're kind of a team that I don't want to say they were surprised by any means, but they're a team that is scary to play against. It certainly makes me more confident because we've gotten to watch them play the Hawks a few times, and those might be the. There's very few games besides though besides the Devils game recently. Those games make me feel like this team is a minor league hockey team, the Blackhawks. So the games against the Abs have just been atrocious. The team's fantastic. They've got a lot of really young, good stars. I mean, Rantanen is like top 100, and he's – how old is he? Top 100 uh, right now you, in the NHL, I think. Not. This is his first year as a non-rookie contract. Yeah. He's, he's young, man. Yeah. I mean, I, I actually – I just see this team being a team that players are going to want to be on. I see this team being a team that – similar to the Hawks when they first got a lot of their core players, were able to kind of like – learn together, kind of go through some tough times together and then and some really good times. I don't know. I just think this team's going to be hard to beat in the next decade. Why do you think them? Dude, I was a rock or I was a uh, Colorado Avalanche employee for a year selling their tickets, basically talking up this team. Holy shit, did Joe Sackick turn this shit around. Honestly. I still had people bitching about stuff. It was mind-boggling because that just every time they complained about some of the team, I, I could just read right through them that they weren't hockey people and didn't understand what was happening, that it that shit doesn't happen right overnight. But, dude, there are forwards in place. That Ducadri, I fucking love the guy. Yeah, he has to stay out of suspension in the playoffs, but the guy is what you want. He's he's a fucking animal. He's also got hands and he'll grind to death. He's he's one of the best grinders in the league. Dude. But it's not just that. It's their defense that they've stacked upon. Had Kel McCarr, saw him get drafted in Chicago too, which is wild. And then they made a Grubauer um, trade basically for for almost for taking a contract that they were gonna buy out anyways. It was such an A plus Joe Sackick one in like one two holy shit. And within three years, he basically just create the fastest, most in-depth hockey team in the NHL. And most of the league, most of the East doesn't even know it yet until they play them, and then they go, holy fuck. Dude, they're good. They're I, they're the real deal. In in real life, you watch them, and they're scary, but you can watch them against any team, like you said, against the Hawks, and 
they'll they'll make sure they they take advantage of their opponents difficulties but also they do what they do best which is depth and speed man dude they have i'm looking at the roster now and like i obviously we know like mckinnon um how do you say the rookie's name maker macker i I've, i mean obviously we all see his name i don't know how to say it kale mccarr mccarr um rantman yeah, we already talked on dude burakovsky there there's a name that no one talks about hey. for some reason i know he only has 27 points this year but like he is a weapon a yeah, fucking they, they weapon we remember season mode and i like gave up draft picks for him dude he's <laughs> just because unreal so he well he was coming off what what happened with him in the caps was he just not signed or was he traded i, I can't remember i have no idea um, i couldn't tell you but dude when they got him i, I was always a fan of burakovsky he had all the tools necessary and like yeah he didn't shine as bright as they expected him to but like you knew he had the potential to and with the depth that the abs had he was going to be a second second line winger burakovsky i watched the abs in uh the preseason camp he was filling in for miko rantanen when miko didn't sign his contract yet he was playing right wing for mckinnon and Lanniscog. so obviously the team knew he had high, high in skill but could also play with the best players in the world so it, dude he's he's the real deal and he's got a fucking shot man yeah um dude Kadri, my my Kadri has 77 penalty minutes this year i'm like just a random let's just go off topic here he's He's um, he's leading the NHL in, in penalties taken. Isn't that wild? Did you did you that understand? That? He's got twenty five penalties this year, beating out Evander Kane at twenty four, Tom Wilson at twenty four. He's not beating everyone See, in I'm minutes just based so on. I'm wondering if anything had to do with, with that last game. I wonder if he stacked up a shit ton of penalty minutes. The fight. He has, has twenty five five minute misconduct. Twenty five penalties taken is what he's leading the NHL, not actual penalty minutes. Oh, not minutes. He's okay. not leading in minutes by any. I mean, there's quite a. Few, there's about three or four beating him in minutes. That's wild. He's not. It a, is. Maybe I just am unaware of it. He doesn't. He doesn't seem like a guy to me. That. <laughs> Are you kidding me? He plays not he, he not plays that leads with, not that leads the NHL. He plays on the line. He is always on edge, and he's not afraid to, to just stick it right up at someone if they even fucked with him or a teammate. Yeah. He he's got an edge to him. Oh no, I I love his play though, man. Even the fact when Babs tried putting him on the third and fourth line to basically kill the other team's top line. Yeah. Um, when he's in Toronto, he was still scoring decent points. Like. By no means was he playing like a third or fourth liner. That's just how many four, how many centers they had. They had Matthews, Bozak, Kadri, and then there's another one I'm missing, and a Komarov or something. And it was unreal. Like he isn't a fourth liner, third liner, but that's just where Babs had to put him, I guess. Uh, but he, it was impressive to say the least, man. I'm Babs were trajecting towards being a top team in the league. Before that trade, that's what kicked them over the edge this offseason. Then maybe Burakovsky too, but I think Kadri's gonna make has made a huge impact and is gonna make a huge impact in the playoffs for once in the last two years. So watch out for them, man. They're they're scary good. What what was like a secondary team you're thinking about though? Um I mean the the other thoughts that I had were just were were thinking like based on hockey market like you've obviously got your teams the nhl that when you when you go a decade at a time there's a handful of teams that will always kind of at least in my lifetime be near the top you've got like the the boston's um i think chicago is going to fall into that i think you've got i was 
Toronto. I was actually thinking Boston. I was going to say next. They have a lot of Asian people and whatnot, but I can't think of a team that's been better at drafting and developing than the Bruins. Tell Dude, me about they, that because I don't know. The guys know. they picked. Well, just think of everyone they picked, like Pasta, McAvoy. Yeah. Like, yeah, these aren't like early first-round draft picks by any means, but they're picking specifically. I remember the one year when the Bruins missed playoffs. They fired uh, Shirelli, and they had the new GM, and the new GM made a couple of trades, and they had two picks back-to-back in the first round. Is McAvoy and uh, another guy that's playing for them right now too. But at, at the, when that happened, everyone's like, well, we didn't have these guys getting drafted here. I don't know what the Bruins are doing. Even I was like, I don't know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah. And it turns out they're bona fide NHL starters and superstars, man. It's like they I have just, always been cashing in on good picks and not not high picks. They're just good picks. They're well-scouted. They're and dude, They were well-developed the, after the fact. It's in the water, man. It's Tom Brady sixth-round shit. In, Probably fucking Boston. <laughs> that, that's the problem is I can't go for, I don't I want mean, to talk think about teams Boston. That have been crazy since <laughs> just, the, the team, think about fucking that Suk and Zetterberg, man. Like those guys by no means were high draft picks. Like Zetterberg was seventh round or something. That's sixth. sixth round. Yeah. Um, and then the other teams I was thinking, it goes right back to what I just said, like Toronto. Honestly, I, I don't think it's crazy to put Chicago on a list like that because it, you've just Bye. got these big markets <laughs> that have that have typically, at least right now, I know Spencer the Hawks had some tough times, but can show that like people want to play there and, and they're big enough markets that they're going to find a way. All right, so obviously we just talked about teams. Let's let's talk about the game of hockey in NHL, static, like NHL specifically. We've got a lot of things that probably feel different since 2010. I want to talk about what we expect by 2030, whether it's rule changes, um, aspects of the game that will be used differently. Um, I can go first. I, I don't really have one ready, but I doubt it. you do either. And I think this will be a fun discussion. <laughs> Let's get really weird <laughs> about it because I don't want to play this safe at all. Like, what, what big things do you think could be fun to see change or would maybe make sense in, in a decade time to see changed? Could you ever see the NHL lowering the age of allowing players to get into the NHL? Like sometimes um, those once in a blue moon, there's those guys young enough to like play. Like I don't think David so, no. could have played. Uh, yeah, but at seventeen, I, I don't think I don't think the one or two or three players a generation. Honestly, there's two players every generation that fall in that bucket. NHL is not changing the way they do this entire thing for that. Nobody's <laughs> mad that McDavid started when he did. Or even like an earlier draft year. Fuck if I know, man. I'm just throwing these out here and hoping one sticks. But it's not gonna stick, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. How about how about this, man? How about um, no offsides? Yeah, we we tried that before. We've we talked each about other. this. It's just madness. But but hear me out. I mean, the game has become. It's gotten faster and faster and faster to a point that like, I mean, you saw the McDavid goal this week. Like the the skill and speed all combined, it's unreal. And it's uncomparable to any other time that the sport has seen. Why not just double the fuck down on that? Take the offsides away and just go. I don't expect teams to turn that into cherry picking. I think it could just make for a speed, like breakouts without offsides. Think about it. I mean, dude, back in my dad's day, he always tells me about this. There used to be, uh, uh, you couldn't pass more than two lines two line yeah 
And he was like, exactly. yeah, it changed hockey forever. Like, the game got way more fast. There's more yeah. goals. It was just way more competitive. Like, imagine playing hockey, like, not being able to make a fucking long breakout pass when teams making a bad change. I know. Like, that would, and that would a, be so dumb. In hindsight, what a stupid rule. Like, it was a stupid fucking rule. There's no reason for it. Do you think in 10 like, years or 20 years we're going to look back and say offsides was a stupid fucking rule? No. no. I think it's so heavily part of hockey. It's way too much. Too much. I could see them saying no offside challenge, and it'd be nice. If okay, yeah, I hope not, that happens it, in two be, years. <laughs> like, okay, so it would be nice if the refs could also call offsides and not just the linesman, if that makes any sense. Yeah, because now, like, now we're getting small. <laughs> just, we're getting small, but the only reason we have this rule in place is because of Duchesne. And, I mean, before everyone's like, oh, close enough. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, eh, close enough. But when it's egregious and it's, like, that bad – then it's just like, and there's no checks and balances, I understand. But at the same time, like, do we have to nitpick every single little thing? But the, it goes back to, like, we should nitpick goals. Because, like, there's times where it did cross the line and there wasn't enough review in it. Yeah. So I'm not one of those guys who goes, oh, the game, like, there's too many commercial breaks. We don't have to review everything. Fuck it. Review everything. I like watching games. I like going to games. I want to spend as much time of my life watching hockey. I don't give a fuck if I sit there for an extra couple of minutes and they find the right decision. I really don't care. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I'm I'm with you on that. I think the coach's challenge on offsides needs to go, or the review. Like, if Dude, it didn't happen co- within within the possession, not the possession, within the the oh, yeah, the push for the goal. I don't know the right term here, but if 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 it didn't happen on the exact breakout that led to the goal or the push to the goal, it should not it should not matter if they've spent there's even forty seconds cycling. Yeah. Once there's a cycle in the zone, game over. That's not offsides. Exactly. This is a different. It's a different situation at that point. It's very gray, man. Very gray. I mean, it's wild. You even think about the video. There's now full video teams in the back locker room checking everything at all times. Coaches are wearing earpieces. Like shit happens fast now, and there's more. There's more at least pe- people on the coaching staff doing different tasks than they were even five, six years ago. So I don't know. Um, I mean, the other offsides things- would. The other things, like like if you think like okay, hockey's a business; it's an entertainment business. Um, you know, like more goals is good for the NHL. That that's clear; it's proven. I mean, it's the same with most sports. Like more touchdowns is good for football. Whatever. What about four on four? <laughs> Just four before hockey. Go. See that that it, breaks down to more of my. Dude, even thinking about three on three, like they uh, three on three hockey, it's changed since it was implemented. Guys yeah. are taking it back out of the zone. They're creating breakouts and yeah. But also, my biggest thing I want is longer overtime. Yeah, yeah, avoiding shootouts. But I, I want yeah, three I on three going to two on two, <laughs> or even three on three for ten minutes. Yeah, yeah, and then. You're gonna I like our idea when we were playing uh playing drunk a couple weeks back when we were like, Yeah, if you have a if you get a penalty, you go down a man. You you can get more than three or less than three guys on the ice. So you it end could up be with a five like on a... two, a five on one. <laughs> yeah, it'd be impossible to stop, but like, yeah, that's your fuck up. Yeah, so instead of extending a five on three, just yeah, at least an OT. At, at least an OT. I, I could if it's if it's three on three, let's not make it four on three. You're saying make it three on two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I seems like a no brainer. And if if they're if they don't like the idea of three on one, just keep it three on two. And then just because two, because yeah. the game is three on three, don't set the minimum at three. Set it at two. Overtime rules, bitches. That'd be, that'd be wild. Three on two. <laughs> no space, and the the team with two still has 
a pretty good shot at scoring because there's not a lot. There's so much space still. You get the right guys at the right time. Oh, yeah. Especially be, with the amount really of like cool three-on-ones that you see where they all come down and then you get a quick oh, perfect you get a quick rebound to your man from the goalie and you pop it up to your mm-hmm. guy taking off. Oh, man, I like it. I'm trying to think of anything else. Like, There's something we're missing, and guess what? Older us will come up with better ideas. Well, if it comes to you at any point in the podcast, just sound the alarms. Deal. Uh, my biggest rule change, it's not really a rule change, it's a want. I want to pay a premium uh, to hear NHL dialogue in-game, players mic'd up. I get to hear fuck you matches on the ice. I get to hear what refs are calling out on people. I want to hear that. I will. I would pay for it happily. I'd pay for that and and GoPros. Oh, fuck yeah. GoPros on I'm hockey, like, it, it, it's such a – because of how fast the game is, seeing it seeing it from their perspective, you, you take some like highlight goals and have a GoPro on their fucking head – can you imagine? Think about the McDavid like goal that just happened a few nights ago. Yeah, yeah. Like, you take that and you see it from his eyes. That would be, I mean. You know what? That would probably, um, that might benefit the uh, the player safety aspect of what were they seeing before they, like, fucking line Ooh. a guy up and boarded him. That's an interesting take. You're right. It totally would. I mean, because it's you can't be. really you can't really prove that's exactly where his eyes were going. But if it's helmet direction, it's in his line of sight. Or you can he prove that he saw the back for, of the jersey for a yes, second and a half. Before, yes. you could prove that he, yeah, he took an extra stride. He knew he had the time. Boom, yeah, hmm. that would be interesting. That would be, that would be very interesting. I like it. All right, well, that was fun. Why don't we talk Hawks? Let's. I, I know it's been it's only been a few days since we did since we did do this. Um. But I think there's some pretty interesting things that have happened that are worth worth talking about before we talk full NHL. Um, so we had the Red Wings game, Calgary, and Nashville. Um, obviously, Red Wings game, we did pull off the W after going down 2-0. So the, the least satisfying win, even though it was a <laughs> comeback, it had to be a comeback, which is unsatisfying. But then dropping the next two games, one against Nashville, who just got a new head coach as well. And we that, let in a fucking goalie goal. They, I think that was the twelfth. I hate goalie how the internet was freaking. What's up? That's the twelfth. I think the twelfth goalie to score a goal. See, see, that's why I don't know. Everyone online was freaking the fuck out about it. Is Pack Arena is first? I'm like, okay, I understand that. But I was seeing it every hour on Twitter. Just Dude, it's happened like stop. twelve times oh, in not NHL stop. history. Exactly. That's not well, a lot. I think. I know it's not a lot, but people were like acting like it was the first time ever. I, you know what I mean? I, I view it as things are bad for Dude, the who, Hawks, who, and then that happens, and it's like, it's like a, it's like the gif that you want to show every time someone asks how the hawk season is going. I didn't think that was that as that cool as people are saying. I don't think honestly. it's cool. I'm just saying that it happened to us, of course. A, a goalie scored a goal. He took whatever. Well, okay. I've so, seen it before. So we many times in my life. So though. we dropped to one one since we last talked, and the one that we did win was against I, the fucking wings. Yeah. You know, thirty percent of their wins this year are against the Canadians. Is that ridiculous? Yeah, that's that's fun. That's fun. <laughs> we'll talk Canadians more again in a little bit. Um, do you feel as shitty as I do about the Hawks right now, though? Oh yeah, this has been a season of just misery, man. It's every other week. There's something new, dude. The lowest of lows I felt in my life as a Blackhawks fan, and we've seen some lows, man, like lows in our early childhood, but. 
that whole December, that November, December of us just losing to the abs being a hopeless team. And then the Crawford situation yeah. that would, and then Carlton dude, that was the lowest I've ever felt as a Blackhawks fan. And it's every week, man, it's, we're not a playoff team. This team is missing a lot, a lot. And it, it's just frustrating, man. It's un, it's repulsive. It really is. I want to believe in this team. I want to believe in this group, but it's really hard to root for something, you know, that can't get the job done. You know what? It's proven that, you know, what sucks is it feels like the team feels exactly how you just like, it feels the same way that you just, they want the season to end right now. And just, you know what I mean? Maybe you could tell that they just don't, you know, I mean, they're competitors, so maybe they don't feel that way, but they certainly don't feel, like they want to be there yeah. right now. They're not happy. It's like being, being on an ring. intramural softball team and realizing after the first game you're going to get slaughtered every game and never get to play oh. a full game because they set the slaughter at 8-0. And you're like, all right, we'll come and play two innings every every week and waste our time because it takes as exactly. long to get here. And by the time we get here, we already lost. <laughs> That's and, Unless it's cup in hand, I'm dude, not showing up. And it's, <laughs> like, it's the most ridiculous thing. I've never had this where... When we do win, it doesn't feel good. And if it does finally feel good, then we get the shit kicked out of us in the most pathetic way possible that that, that good feeling meant nothing. They get humility struck in on them way too often. And it's it's really hard, man. Yeah. It, because you're looking through the schedule and you're trying to even count games you could win. And then there's those games that you're not going to expect that we're going to get blown out and lose. It's, yeah. It's not a playoff team, and it won't be a playoff team. That that's that's the fact at this point, and we kind of have to live with it and grow from it. But do, do you want to talk about Carlton at all? I want to talk uh, about his optional practice. Yeah, man. So that was fucked. So for people listening, following the loss against Nashville, he um, he had an optional practice the next day, which is pretty common for that to happen in the NHL. But they're limited on hours. They can yeah, they can have practices. Correct. Makes sense. Um, but this one, only three players actually showed up to. So, so that's bad. So Leonard Gilbert and, uh, Sakura showed up. Kevin, you mentioned one and, of them skated and on and then left. That was strong. Yeah. So he's strong. got a sprained ankle. I don't know what degree. No, they oh, okay. They're not going to say. So, so three, be weeks. <laughs> three guys show up to a practice that's optional. So having an optional practice, you don't expect everyone obviously, but fuck dude, for three people to show up, that is... No veterans. Um, no entire group decided to take the day off. All the guys that like uh, guys who should be getting as much ice time as they can, uh, getting healthy bench besides Sakura. Yeah. Um, y- you got you got fucking Nylander. I think he he had a horrible game. Maybe you just needed a, his head away from the rink for a day just to recoup. But dude, it dude he lives with Leonard. And he didn't go, but Leonard did. Think about that. Think about Leonard waking up in the morning and being like, I'm going to go to practice and him being like, no. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I think him, Doc, and Boquist had a nice day Friday planned in Chicago. I'll tell you. <sighs> Looking for the gals. <laughs> the gals. Dude, I don't know. Like Seabrook drove him to the mall. I, they had a nice they had a nice pretzel and Cinnabon together. I think we felt for a while that that – Throughout the season, there have been times that it's been very bad, but throughout the season, it's been pretty clear that Colleton has not had the locker room, and, and you could say he's lost the locker room multiple times. This is a this is an indicator. This is a red flag. This is clear as day that he doesn't have the locker room. 
setting an optional practice, if you have the locker room, you have guys that want to come and fucking work. They're getting it's they're losing they're losing their games. They're not a they're not in a place that it makes sense to be like, we just need a day off. Like I, and again, some guys do. Some guys need some guys had a rough game, maybe, and this will happen. They'll say, "I, I got a chance to take a day off." Guys are need to ice up, yeah. But you should not only have three guys. That's what I'm saying. No, exactly. That, Very true. Ex- that shows that you just have the locker room. You have a 20 man roster. You need <laughs> there needs to be more guys there. Eight guys. I don't fucking know. I mean, yeah, enough guys to at least more practice. than three and a guy <laughs> like, that who's basically is wearing a shoe and a sandal every day because he, it's too swollen to put a shoe on, and also he just, dude. That's bad. No, you're you're not wrong. It like you said, there's been several times he's it felt like he lost the locker room, lack of there's been rumors of lack of communication between men and veteran leadership. It it's been a disaster. And I, I tweeted this out last night, like, um Chicago's not an easy place for a young head coach in any sport. What name the time there's been a young head coach in Chicago history that we've like rallied behind and believed in and believed in his like leadership and his word. It's never happened in my lifetime, at least. Well, yeah, it's it's not easy to be a young head coach to start with. In yeah, general, in a big, in a big I think, but other other NHL markets, it, it, at least, is happening, sprouting up. Even in the NFL, it's happening and sprouting up. Yeah, NHL is not the town. Dude, for it doesn't that. help though when you're when you're not winning. Like if he was winning, like at the end of the day, if you're no, not yeah, winning, you're it's right. Hard. And then you're young, so you can't even fall back on. Hey, guys, I've earned the respect that you guys need to like give me some space to figure this out. He doesn't. He hasn't earned that. I mean, he he doesn't deserve that. He he should have fans at his throat. Uh, let's. <laughs> did you see the picture I sent you? The too many oh, men. Yeah. So uh, how was, many men were on there? Nine. Eight? Nine. Nine. Ah, <laughs> uh, wait. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine with one basically just getting off the ice. So eight are clearly on the uh, ice. <laughs> one is both feet still on the ice, but getting off, like on his way off. So I was thinking about this. Jordan talked with us when we were talking last week, uh, and he talked about players still not really knowing the system yes. and causing guys to be wide open. And different instances of this, where even veterans like you know our, our core guys are also making the mistakes of not knowing where to be, when to be. You want to see a time that that's clear as fucking day? The time is when there's nine motherfucking guys on the ice. Nine guys on the ice, Kevin. <laughs> think about that think about how confused your team is at what's yes. happening when you have nine guys in the ice that that is a coach See, i problem. can't tell what do you do call two lines at once i don't like, know what too, the fuck is going on like, too many men on the ice well too many men on the ice is typically like when it's one guy here and there that's one thing but when you see it happen yes, really dramatically it's typically yeah. a coaching issue of like communication was not no, there that because no nine, one knew what they're doing <laughs> when no nine one, guys no are one. in the ice they're just they're I don't even know, man. That is, and I believe Dude, that's Jordan, the eighth. Jordan that's the eighth was, too many men penalty I read yeah, we've that had we've a had, lot. which we've is had also a fucking lot. crazy. You could go a season without seeing that if you're a fan of some teams. Yeah, like once or twice, they're eyeball ones. It yeah, we're like the guy deal. jumped a little early. Eight halfway through the year, we're on pace for sixteen. Like, hey, come on, it's you want a rule change. If there's nine guys on the ice, it's it's an automatic the other game misconduct. <laughs> like, you just no. no it, if the other team puts nine guys on the ice, you can match them. Nine v nine. Ooh, holding allowed. I'm sounding the alarm. There's a rule change. The home team can put more guys on than the opposing team has allowed to match. Per after a, a whistle. Yeah, <laughs> it's lining up ten on ten. Yeah. 
and they fucking just chip it down. They just chip it down and just have ten guys haul ass at it. It's a terrible idea. Bum rush punt. <laughs> bum, bum rush punt. <laughs> like fucking terrible. Uh, but idea. dude, Jordan was so spot on with saying that though. So it's, spot on. And it then gets that. more and more obvious too. Yeah. So I think at this point, um, I I mean, just fire him. Can just fire him. Yeah, just, I'd just be. Let Crow take over. Just let it happen. I, I think every fan is okay with that. I, I agree. I think not doing it because of what happened is missing the point. Like you no, set yeah. you set a punishment yeah. and he served. Crow it. shouldn't be coach should be on like, the bench if you don't think it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. So so last topic on the Hawks that I think we should talk about is is Leonard on his extension. So he was asked and there was about a, a three minute interview after the last game about his thoughts on extending with the Hawks and um, you know, he was very, yeah, he, he was very honest and, and transparent and also like authentic about the fact that like, you know, this free agency is going to look a little different. There's some other teams interested. Yeah. He enjoys playing here. So what were your thoughts? To be more uh, exact, uh, yeah. the question asked was, it is, uh, this would be something done in season and more of an off season thing. And that's when he pushed on, well, more, there's other teams yeah. out there that need goaltending compared to last summer. So his options are open. And then the question was asked, basically, would he be taking a discount for the Hawks taking a, a chance on him last summer? Which was such a, that, fuck that is guy. fucked. So, so no, he, yeah, go on. So for anyone listening, I mean, Leonard's had his demons that he's that he's struggled with, and and he's been honest and open about it, and and he's okay. I mean, he's not he's not having trouble anymore. And for somebody to be asking a question about a hockey decision, and then insinuating that the Hawks took a chance on him because of his non-hockey past, even though last year he was a Vesna candidate, it's it's a naive question it's inappropriate it's rude um yeah and it's I, just could you imagine being just, that reporter no and then seeing leonard like tomorrow yeah like like fuck mistake or not like come on man what what kind of question are you asking him do you want do you think you'll take a discount because they took a chance on you what chance did the hawks take on him we signed him for a year knowing that he has the chance to be a top five goalie in this league just like he was last year i mean come on yeah, and then Leonard just I like Leonard's mood change. Leonard's always pretty just honest. He's just saying they're talking. But him just like turning his head and just going, Well, I had a uh ninety three save percentage last year and a career average of uh ninety two percent. Yeah. And then he just like moved on with going and then like just saying like he basically saying the truth, he's not an average goalie. Yeah. He he is a great goalie and like he's worth the value and every penny. And he he's taken team discounts before. He took uh, a deal this year, and he could obviously say, get did, being paid more. So I was just going to say, term. did we not? Did he not just take a discount? Exactly. He's paying. He's being paid five, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. I mean, team friendly deals. So, so yeah, it bothered me too. And I, I don't want to. Like, who knows? What if the guy really didn't know his shit and he did fuck up? I want to be dude, but be the even if it had nothing, but, even if he wasn't trying to reference his non hockey past or whatever. He Isn't it still smart. a shitty question to ask? Yeah, yeah. Like, no. Who says that to a guy? Like, hey, you uh, think about taking less money if for 
for anything. Like, who would it say that? And if unless you were, you're a ver- veteran, and he know he's knowingly wanting to stay with the team and club. He's been here for years. Like, you don't ask that question. No, and even if you took it and just looked at it from a pure hockey context, yeah, you could argue he took a discount this year. The Hawks didn't take a chance by signing. We signed him for one year. I don't know what risk we took here. The risk, yeah, the risk is not with him. The risk is the risk was playing Delia. Yeah, and ultimately the risk was by the end of this year, we need to figure out what the hell we're doing. That's not a risk because of Leonard. We needed Leonard. <laughs> yeah. Like, we needed Leonard. <laughs> like, uh, that was just a shitty thing all around here. And then, yeah, good for Leonard. He for deserves Leonard. everything he has coming to him, and it's going to be nothing but good things. So, I agree. Um, all right. Well, I think we should move on to some NHL talk. I mean, we'll, we'll see if anything changes in the near future with the Hawks, but I think we're, we're feeling. We're much less Ducks than optimistic. And senators, so I mean, but it's one of those things where that's like, a coin flip. What what Hawks are going to show up? Yeah, and even if you walk away with two wins, like I, I still don't feel good. That's where I'm at. No, that's the yeah. best way to put it. Even if we win the next two or three, I still don't feel good. It's going to take a lot more. So we, I've gone through a lot of stages of depression with this team, and I'm almost getting to acceptance. Like mm. February is going to be prime time acceptance time. Like that's, that's it's important to go through the stages though. Good for you, Kevin. <laughs> Good for you. Proud. Thank you. Thank let's you. talk. Let's talk NHL. Um, a few random things that we should just touch on. So I read online. Uh, I thought this was wild. The San Jose Sharks um, this week played against the Caps, and they became the the Sharks specifically became the first team in NHL history to score an empty net goal in the final minute of an NHL game and still lose the game. So the only time that this has technically happened before if it's is if it's an own goal. Like Yes. Which which is a different context. Basically what happened is San Jose was up three two. Washington pulled their goalie. With exactly one minute left, Logan Kocher scored a goal to go up four two. They then proceeded following that to give up two goals to let it get tied, went to OT, lost to the Capitals. Dude. Think about that. When is the last time that you watch? Well, never, because this is the first time you watch any game. That empty net goal goes in, then game over. It's game over, and maybe they get one more, and you're like a you little nervous again. And they pull the goalie, win. but yeah, like, isn't that absurd? I mean, that's some dark days over there in San Jose, too, man. Oof. What's his name from Puck Daddy, formerly uh, Wojcinski? Wojcinski, yeah. Yeah, he, he's a homer for San Jose, but he he put San Jose as being the top uh, eight offense of the 2019-20 uh, season before the season started after they lost Pavs. And I called him out on Twitter. It was bullshit. It was I, – I don't see how that was possible. Yeah, they've always had a way of restocking somehow, but, like, come on. You're not losing – Pads Is he like talking about thinking, the offensive defenseman? Is he considering that? Do you think? Possibly, I don't know, but it didn't make any sense. And this team, I don't, I don't know what's going on. What do you think they're going to do with Carlson? Even they have like, some big decisions pull? to make, man. Yeah, they have some big decisions. I, I did not know about any of this until you just read it out loud, and I, and I read the, the type. So that's absurd. That's crazy. That's dark days, like you said, man. They're, yeah, that's one of those games that like. It takes a you month to recover them, from that. You're on edge bad. for you're on edge for a while. You never you want to be a first in the NHL for a lot of things. Not this. No, and it's gonna be. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, another <laughs> another dark days. 
Uh, I know we talked about the Canadians a little bit ago, and I said we talk again. So they just they've lost eight in a row again, um, which ties their franchise record. That franchise record was set two months ago. <laughs> <laughs> you think they can beat that record again this year? <laughs> I hope <laughs> we're playing them in less than a week. So let's hope. Um, and then on top of that, like I said, roughly it's like 27% of, of Detroit's wins are against them, which is just hilarious. Cause like you, you don't want to be that team. You don't want to be the team. That's like, we can attribute 30% of the wins of the Red Wings to our shittiness basically. It, what sucks on top of this, which I'm just thinking about is that just takes all the air out of hopefully getting Gus Finn off our hands and I mean at least get us getting something for his time here yeah and draft picks are another prospect over Montreal if they because all those rumors are swirling around they, they were looking when they actually had some playoff hoops in them but damn these these are impressive impressively bad impressively I love bad it. um let's go down again Bob Ulett. <laughs> dude so this one really caught me off guard. Maybe I wasn't in in the know enough, and I didn't realize this was coming. Did anyone see this coming? Yeah, I, dude. There's been. It didn't start talking like talk wasn't really happening until maybe early December about this. We've been talking about Colleton since fucking last year. Why is it so? Because the Preds have consistently been in the playoffs. They've been consistently good. And it has not worked out well for them since the start of the year. It's, he's been there for dude, five years, though. Yeah, but they're not having the worst season. I know that they're not doing well, but like, but you don't fire Laviolette right now if you won a cup. If you didn't win a cup, you maybe make a change. That's fair. It, I don't know, man. He, uh, I, I actually like him, but I, he's definitely one of those coaches where you need in short, short little spouts, uh, maybe five and a half years, but. Laviolette's too long. Um, That's possible. But they were underperforming. Look who they're in the standings, man. They're like right where the Hawks are, a little bit above. They're a little bit above, though, but being a little bit above the Hawks is a huge difference because the Hawks are as close to the bottom as they are to a wild card spot. You move up like five points, and you're in a a whole different place. It, It is what it is, but that's how the standings are right now. The Preds have just consistently made the playoffs, but like in recent years have been contenders and they've just fallen off the map since the Yossi signing and Duchesne. Duchesne has had such bad luck, man. Think about oh, how yeah, long he's he played really the has. show. He's been in the playoffs twice, like 2013 yeah. in, uh, with the Avs and then uh, that one lone year last year in Columbus. Like, holy shit, he's just a black spot in the league when it comes to success as a team. I keep forgetting that he's in Nashville. It's still he's he yeah, still doesn't actually it's, like click for me. Uh, I, he's getting paid a lot of money too, man. Is like he nine mil? Damn. Yeah. He paid nine mil. Yeah that's, yeah, that's actually not bad. I guess that's not that surprising. But for what he's doing, that's rough. I mean, when you think Patrick Kane's earning ten and a half, and you're thinking fucking Matthew Shane earning nine, you're like, uh, yeah, but Patrick Kane, if he much. signed a contract du- when Duchesne did, he would be making more. Duchesne is as a yeah, no, but Duchesne in my eyes is like a seven million dollar player. Yeah, he's awesome, sure. high end skill, but by no means is he gonna. He's a video game player. <laughs> yeah, just... no, yeah, he's a guy you trade for in the video game, not real life. Yeah, uh, um, last last one in the NHL, the Leafs, man, they're hot. Dude, 
Dude, since really uh, since hard. Babcock was uh, was canned, man, they've been they've been good, like very good. I think it's fifteen four and one is what I read, but they're like nine zero and one in their last ten now or something. I mean, they're they're scary who, who good. Knows? I I know this is a I was about to say this probably a bad comparison. Who knows if we fired uh, Carlton in in November, what would have happened to this club? Terrible comparison. <laughs> I mean, I know, our, but like. Our, like they're, I, w- they're way different teams. So Toronto has young players; they got speed. I do believe and, that there's there's the there's such thing as when when players are not bought into a coach and you fire him, the troops rally together and and everyone's and play better. I don't. The thing is, will it last? Um, so I, yeah, I can I see think, the Hawks like so. rallying some pretty exciting wins together and having a ton of fun on the ice. But there's some deeper problems just outside of the coach. You would need a coach to come in and oh, yeah. actually fix things. They're not going to fix it themselves. Oh, absolutely. And there's more than what the coach can fix that have issues. So, Nevertheless, fire Carlton. Yes. Just take a gamble. Like he, It's not going to get worse. I like how he just jumped this. We've been really good about not dishing any shit in Carlton, but it's time. I, I the, He's a nice guy. He's a good guy, but he's not getting the job done. You know what I mean? I don't want to say he's like a shithead. I want him gone. He's a piece of shit. He's a good guy, but he's also a good guy not give getting a the shit job done. He's and a the guys guy. don't really care. I don't care if he's a good guy. Well, I like to believe good things happen to good people, but good things he's gonna be, he'll be fine. He'll be fine. That's he'll be okay. what that's exactly. He'll be fine. At the end of the day, you choose a career like this. I don't care how good of a person you are. It's a results driven business. No, yeah. It's professional fucking sports, man. Yeah. Like, like results matter in, in macro form, but also micro. It's what have you done for me lately nonstop. That's the career. That's the job. He hasn't done anything macro or micro. I know. He's been been a bench boss, though. But at least jumping back to the Leafs, besides our two picks earlier of uh, the Avs and and maybe Boston, just because how well the club they've been able to develop and contain or consistently be, the next pick for me was the Maple Leafs just because of the the guys that they have in place at the age they have. Marner and Matthews build a dynasty mm -hmm. around that. Yeah. They're they're a solid defenseman away from something, dude. If you if you didn't know who Marner was and you saw him in the street, and somebody said, "Is this guy twelve years old or <laughs> or twenty five? Wouldn't you wouldn't you put your money on twelve? Well, he's got a sleeve now, so I'd say. All right, he's wearing a sweatshirt, but... <laughs> <laughs> and he's drinking Mountain Dew. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, he he's in high school. Yeah, for sure. I love that guy though. Um, he, he looks like it's fun everywhere. Absolutely. Any other any other topics? Any other NHL stuff that you think is worth? Any anything you've seen happening? Um, dude, I feel like it's it's been a lull right now of just like bad shit happening across the league. Like the teams that are good are being good. The teams that have been mediocre or bad have had can it's kind of coaches just bad shit all around players just not loving it so from like a team it, standpoint things have kind of settled though like the good teams are the good teams yeah like it was a little bit of a wild start to the Tampa year bay's back yeah yeah man it i don't a, know it was it was a wild start man it was you never know who's like, gonna blow the other team out think it's about like the stupid. dallas stars too in like the first like two months like stuff like that was was crazy but that kind of stuff yeah yeah, it, it starts to pan out, and you start to see realized, real realized stats and points, and actually teams playing that they were built to be. But other than the Hawks, but 
yeah, man, that's it. That's it for me. I don't really know what else to talk about other than some more bad shit. So yeah. All right. Well, I'm done with it. <laughs> let's uh, let's see where I'm the Hawks, let's see where the Hawks go with it. Let's see if you know. We'll check in in a few thousand days and see if uh, our predictions are right. Wait, can, can I uh, wait? I want to end on this. I was thinking about this. Someone put on Twitter. One of the reporters. Or I think Carlton was saying these uh, must-win games we just like can't seem to win. When's the last time you've seen the Hawks win a must-win game? And I even think about last year against the Avs when we had a chance to miss, uh, make the playoffs here in uh, yeah I know what you're talking in about in Denver we that was our, a must-win we controlled game. our destiny and then we gave it away. Yes, um, every time we had like five different like last-ditch moments last season and we fucking lost them all. And this year it's been like that too. When's the last time you've seen a must-win game? Yeah, I mean, I can't favor. I can't think of anything offhand. I, I don't think it sucks that we're talking about must-win games in early January, but that's what we're given here. I don't think we're quite yet at must-win. Uh, I just, I think we're at a point of like we need statement wins, but I wouldn't call anything must-win yet. Well, when we're playing the Predators, that that was a must-win game because that's jumping a team yeah, in I front of. In front of us. I hear you, but I, I don't it's think it's must-win yet because, like, there's still a lot it's of hockey to be played. What is there still? 40, 39 games? We're a little over halfway. I don't know. Yeah. There's still a lot of hockey to be played. Yeah, we're going to we're gonna be getting really close to it, I guess, especially with divisional games. Yeah, I don't know. That Thanks for ending it that way, you asshole. I know. I'm going to go to sleep. <laughs> no, you're not. No. I'm going to play Call of Duty. Like we're fucking 12 years old. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. We'll, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll bring one, uh, midweek next week and see kind of how things are going for the Hawks as the week progresses. Love you guys. Bye.